Hello and welcome to Train the Fat with Coach Nomi. Of course, I am Coach Nomi, and this is part two of I did not fucking consent. Um, firstly, before we get started, of course, um, I want to tell you about my ebooks and my Take Control series. The first one is Narcomi. Be sure to get it. It's the first one in the series. It is going to teach you self-awareness, self-actualization, heal your inner child, um, help you understand yourself, help you understand your behavior so that you can change what you need to change or what you want to change, um, hone in on your strengths, um, change your strengths into weaknesses. It is clear. It is straight to the point. It is short and it has actionable steps that you can actually take to get yourself started um, on that journey to fucking taking back control and living your best life as your best self. The second ebook is time management. Um, it'll also teach you to, um, effective time management skills. It'll teach you balance. Um, you'll have time for important things. You'll have time for fun. You'll be able to get shit done, not just talk about it. You will talk the talk and you will walk the walk. <laughs> uh, it is also clear. It is short. It is straight to the point, And it also has actionable steps that you can actually take to get yourself started. And you can develop better habits that will lead you to where you want to go. also sign up for my kickstart series it will be in the new year 2023 not now you just have to save your spot now because i am going to only be accepting a limited number so that there can be more um one-on-one -on -one interaction <coughs> and guidance or coaching from myself and obviously i cannot do that with a very large number um so be sure to sign up for that i'll leave all the links in the description um look out for that sign up for that get your life on track <laughs> get take control take control of your life you know live the life that you want be the person that you want to be um be more self-aware, be more in control, um, and, you know, actually get things done and be happy about the life that you are living and be fulfilled, um, living the life that you're living. Um, I don't see the point of life if you are not happy, if you are not fulfilled, if you are not, um, achieving things and achieving things can be anything. You don't only have to achieve um, career goals you can achieve personal goals as well um, like you know building better relationships um, being having better boundaries um, having people around you that actually treat you how you want to be treated 
um, you know, those sorts of things. It's not only exclusive to the shit that, you know, that's always thrown in our faces, especially on social media. Um, the constant thing is money and, uh, um, you know, fame and um, career, all of that. And, you know, that's great if that's what you want and that's what you consider success and a good life. But um, if not, then, you know, these other things are pretty important as well. And even if you have those things that I first mentioned, you still need more than that to live a more fulfilling and, um, you know, happy life um, that you will be excited to wake up and live every single day. So anyway, let us begin so in the last episode in the part one i'd spoken about um my first experience of being violated um when i was between the ages of um six and nine and at my matric dance which is when i was like 17 um, yeah, 17. Um, so then, after that, we moved on. Um, and I had this experience with um, somebody that I've actually spoken about. <laughs> um, and um, this was also one of those confusing experiences and you know i always hear people like when when somebody reports um a sexual assault a rape a, a sexual violation whatever um i always hear people asking the dumbest questions that piss me off even more um things like oh then if you guys were dating how did they rape you or um, if you carried on speaking to them, how did they rape you? If you stayed in their presence, how was that non-consensual? Um, th- these experiences aren't copy-paste, first of all. Um, they're also not very black and white. Um, and like I said, what triggered this was just seeing so much of like so many sexual assault stories um where you know it would it would be a bit fuzzy i mean it's not that fuzzy when you actually think about it and you look at the situation but the way people usually react to these situations and tend to victim blame or act like it's like you should have dressed differently, you should have acted differently before, during, and afterwards. There's no manual for this. Um, and there's definitely no way you should have acted. It, it just should not have happened, point in case, you know? Um, so, you know, seeing these things, it, it kept triggering something in me and kept touching something in me. And, um, then of course the 
memories came flooding back <laughs> um and it, it was clearly things that i'd buried or had spun um a different story to myself um you know and told myself that it's things that i'd moved on from but which clearly i hadn't because i still got triggered you know um so the next one that i'm going to talk about now um <clears throat> so me and this person had been talking you know getting to know each other it was still very early days then you know they we like we don't really have a, a a plan for the day we just planned to meet up um smoke god's green herb <laughs> and um now at this point i'm in university right um we meet up exactly as we had planned we smoke um and then they say they have some sort of surprise and i'm like okay what is the surprise because i don't fuck with surprises um and they're like no no like you'll see so we're walking and we end up at this sort of like no tell motel um kind of vibe and i'm like okay and i'm starting to feel a bit weird and you know concerned because i mean again we're still getting to know each other you know um we're not actually a thing yet um anyway we go there this person speaks to the person at reception they tell us to go where to go um we're just chilling there we're talking then this person starts to undress me um and kiss me and you know then proceeds and proceeds and proceeds and literally when they were done because I, I i actually froze up because i was also just so fucking high <coughs> so fucking high and you know what was happening was like computing not really computing um and sort of like registering in the slowest slowest of motions like and i'm quite sure that they could tell and maybe that was the point of getting me that high um so that they could take advantage of the situation um and they did and i sort of froze up like i was in the moment but i was sort of also having an out of body experience uh, i don't know how to explain other than like how i've just explained and literally when they were done i burst into tears i burst into tears so hard like i was bawling and this person just got dressed and let me cry it out, let me get dressed. We walked out and obviously it was awkward and there was silence. 
Um, and then I just, I just went home and then they like sort of a bit later on or the next day or a few days later, I can't even fucking remember. Um, they sort of like checked in and were like, uh, like I was a bit worried, like what was going on, blah, blah. And in my mind, I'm like, like I, I was very upset with myself for letting it happen. Um, cause I, I'd smoked weed before and you know, at that point I'd, I felt like I was on a different level. There were definitely loads of things that I'd worked through, but of course I didn't realize that there was still that thing that I was still burying and hadn't worked through that could affect me in such a way, um, where I could feel helpless to such an extent that I freeze up and just let whatever is happening happen. Um, and, you know, just be out of my body. And I, again, there was the, there were those feelings of shame and guilt, like, you know, shame, like, oh, I'm this person that's supposed to be strong and supposed to be this and supposed to be that. How could I let that happen to me? Um, and so again, spun myself a story, um, you know, made myself believe that it's, it's something I let happen. So there was, there was consent of sorts because I let it happen. Um, but I mean, the fact of the matter is there was no consent. Um, it, it was a stupid surprise, um, especially in the state that I was in. And I actually noticed something besides the first um, incident. Um, the rest of these experiences have a common thread of a substance in there, you know, either alcohol or weed or a combination of the two. Um, and the fact that, you know, these beings wait until I'm in some sort of state that tells me that they know what they are doing is fucked up. They know what they are doing is fucking wrong. And had I not been in a certain state, they would not have been able to do what they did. And, um, you know, uh, like I said, I spun myself a story because I felt like I let it happen. But again, it's not my shame, my guilt to bear. It is that of the perpetrator. And as much as I got angry at myself for letting it happen, because I still continue to see this person, um, mind you. I still continue to see this person. I mean, shit ended and it was um, an epic chaos. <laughs> um, I mean, considering how it started, is it really a surprise? But um, I was still angry at myself for that. Um, and, you know, 
with some of these experiences you will sometimes feel like there's something that you should have done differently that you could have done differently that you shouldn't have accepted that you know just things that you feel like you could have done or should have done um that would have prevented the situation from happening but again you are not the one who was the perpetrator you were on the receiving end of this fucking ordeal and those aren't your feelings to have you will have them and you will have to work through them and you will have to forgive yourself and you will have to um be kinder to yourself and be easier on yourself um so that you can um heal so that you can move on um but you'll definitely go through you know those sort of thoughts um those negative thoughts those intrusive thoughts and feelings that make you feel like maybe i did let this happen maybe i did deserve this happening to me and it does affect your self-worth it does affect the way that you see yourself it does affect the way that you think about yourself and that is why you have to work on those statements that you tell yourself in your head um and you know those feelings that that come to you 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 do have to work through them so that you can get away from feeling like that and thinking about the situation in that manner because it, it's not on you it it is not on you, you like it's really not your fault <laughs> And obviously that's not funny, but I, I, when I said it's not your fault, I just remembered that scene from um, uh, Good Will Hunting when the therapist is like, it's not your fault. It's not your fault. And he's like, I know. It's like, it's not your fault. And really, it is not your fucking fault. Um, and you do have to really, really let that sink in and really realize that because, you know, he was in that scene in goodwill hunting he's sort of um getting angry at the therapist for saying that and and being like no no i know it's not my fault of course it's not my fault but it's not really sunk in um it's just something he says but you can see by his behavior and how he feels about certain things and how he acts towards certain things and people and you know how he is with interactions with people and relationships and all of that and his entire life really that he does feel like the things that have transpired in his life the traumatic events are actually his fault he it's not really a belief a true belief that you know hey this is actually not my fault and really the healing and the moving on and the taking back control and the taking back of power can really only begin when you truly start to see that and truly start to believe that it is not your fucking fault. It is not your fucking fault. I'll say it one more time. <laughs> I'll say it one more time in case it didn't register the previous hundred times i've said it already but it is not your fucking fault 
and let it sink in and start to believe that. And remember one of the fun facts that I spoke about in part one, it takes five good things or good thoughts um, to crush one bad thought. So whenever these thoughts surface, try to think of five times whatever, however many bad thoughts that you've had, try to think of five things for each of those bad thoughts. Write them down if you must, um, so that you can really rewire your brain and train your brain um, to stop believing what is actually not true. And so you can start moving in the right direction and healing from this because this is not your fault one more time. <laughs> um, and you absolutely can work through this and you deserve to make it to the other side of this because it is not your cross to bear. It is not your shame to bear. It is not your you deserve to be in power you deserve to take back your power um from these experiences from these people that um took your power that silenced you that made you feel helpless that made you feel worthless um you are you are worthy you are more than worthy and you are powerful and you are fucking capable and you do fucking deserve better so work on it do the work you owe it to yourself you deserve it do the fucking work last but certainly not least um these of these instances these stories these experiences um happened i was also still in university and um i was dating this person um they'd gone and gotten super shit faced schnaffed quite a bit of coke and then came over to i was staying over at their apartment on that day and um, so they'd come home late. And um, I, I think at that time, it was during exams for me. And so I had been studying and slept late. And then this person came back late um, and then demanded sex. And when I do not want to, have sex they made they tried to make me feel really bad about it um started to really go in on me like try to make me feel bad for not wanting to have sex with them try to make me feel bad um you know they just brought up other random shits as well like just um things about how they are always the ones that are initiating do i not want them this and that and the other thing you know manipulation tactics um and just 
also just making me feel bad as a person like they really started going in on my character as well and then you know literally sulking to such a degree that i felt uncomfortable even being in the same space with them and then they still kept trying after i had said no um and you know because of now all these factors i eventually just you know didn't resist and they violated me in such a rough like it, it felt angry it, it was so rough and again i ended up in tears i was scared i was um yo i felt horrible i felt horrible even thinking about it i'm just like Ugh. you know it's 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 giving me goosebumps because i'm just like what the fuck like if you claim to be so into a person how could you you know be intimate with them in that way and even want to force it like ew you know that's that's disgusting um and you know being in a relationship with someone doesn't mean that you can never ever say no to sex there is definitely still that option of saying no it's a yes or no question um it, it still does have to be consensual and again this is another one that fucking angers me to the nth degree um because i hear about the situation so much where people are in relationships and they feel like they can't say no to sex um because they'll be manipulated um they'll be you know beaten up they'll be thrown out they'll be you know disrespected you know made to feel like shit just because they did not feel like having sex and i mean also this person you know as i said i was i had been studying and had fallen asleep and then this person's coming back from a night out proper shit-faced um and high off of whatever the fuck and then the nerve also to claim the next day that that they did not fucking remember <laughs> that they did not fucking remember when i brought it up the next day the next morning and like that level of disrespect that level of arrogance that level of self-importance that level of narcissism to feel like you are entitled to someone else it, it just it, it blows my fucking mind 
and it infuriates me so fucking much. And, um, you know, again, by this point, I've had, I'd had this experience three times in my life. And again, I had felt helpless. I'd felt, you know, voiceless. Um, I'd felt like my power had been taken away. Um, I'd felt violated. Um, I'd felt like there was nothing that I could do. I had no choice but to um, just escape mentally, let it happen, you know? And nobody should ever feel like that ever, you know? It, it, oh, it's, it's so disgusting. It is so fucking disgusting that someone can even attempt to do something like that to someone else that in a relationship with them or not like that is so fucking disgusting and hey if you can't hear it in my voice how angry i am <laughs> then i don't know but <coughs> it really it, it really does it makes me so fucking angry and then cherry on top to is there somebody oh there's somebody at my gate um then to claim to not remember instead of owning up to it and taking you know being accountable for what they did is just you know it, it's a cherry on top it's just that extra step extra level of fucking disrespect that these beings that do these things like they they just don't know when to stop you know they don't know when to draw the line they don't know when to stop they don't know when to consider or how to consider the next person it's just all about them especially in this instance it was just all about this person and what they wanted at that time and they were having it whatever it took whatever it took that is a dangerous person you know um so really nothing beats getting out of that and i'm very glad that i got out of that that i um you know, came back to myself, really, if I can call it that. Um, you know, really sat down, did some introspection and had a conversation with myself um, about what it is that I want, what I deserve, where I'm at now, how I'm feeling right now, what I'm actually really experiencing, because what... A lot of these beings will do is not even it, well i mean that one was an abusive relationship so what a lot of these beings will do is not even give you that chance to you know see to your own thoughts uh, because then if you sit down and think about things then you're gonna start realizing some things so they try by all means to avoid that so always make time 
to see to your own thoughts, your own feelings, um, gauging where you're at with no input or influence from anyone or anything else. Um, it's so necessary. Um, I'm going to give you a few more facts because I didn't do them all last time in part one. So there's a fact that anticipating something bad is better than not knowing what to expect. Anticipating something bad is better than not knowing what to expect. So yeah, I, I would 100% agree with this. I'd rather know the truth about something not turning out well than just, you know, not knowing what's going to happen or how something's going to turn out, which of course is not realistic <laughs> because that's not how life works all the time. You can't always know what's going to happen, but um, yeah, I just hate it. I absolutely hate it. So the consequence predicting part of our brains is overactive when we don't know what to expect. So we jump to all sorts of conclusions. We imagine worst case scenarios, you know, and just, <coughs> excuse me, bring pain <laughs> to ourselves via our own imagination. Um, also, another fun fact, returning a favor is in your nature. So you're programmed to help someone who has helped you. Um, it's the rule of reciprocity. So we're just programmed to return a favor. So if someone does something for you, you feel like you should do something for them. I mean, I don't want to make it sound like we're, we feel obligated, like in a bad way, like, oh, what a drag, just because so-and-so did this for me, now I have to. Because some people will make you feel like, you know, now you're indebted to them. Um, but I mean, those are people that aren't really helping. Because if you are truly helping someone, you're not really expecting anything in return, you know, other than a thank you. But, you know, there will be people who will help you just so that you can owe them one. Fucking sick. <laughs> um, people would much rather alter facts than change their opinions about people. So it's what makes us undermine a loved one's wrongdoings despite how bad they are. Um, so how bad the the act or the behavior or the wrongdoing is, it makes us undermine it because we're like, no ways, there's no way that this person would ever do this. <laughs> Even though the facts are right, right, right in front of us, but we're like, ah, there's absolutely no way. And we deny it and we... <coughs> I refuse to believe it. <laughs> so of all the colors, red and yellow are widely considered the most appealing when it comes to food and most associated with activating hunger cues within your brain. So think curries, uh, well, 
probably let's say indian curries because oh i guess there are some red thai curries and whatever but yeah like just thin curries pizzas meat you know all those things are like lots of red and yellow um color combinations um and that really like when you look at it you're like oh shit i can't wait <laughs> i can't wait to dig in you know um because it does it activates that um those hunger cues in your in your brain and you know as they say like think of all the fast food um companies as well like a lot of them use red and yellow in their advertising branding you know logos and all of that ads they use a lot of red and yellow because again they know they know the psychology behind it and obviously like sales is just <laughs> lots of lies and manipulation and you know fucking with people's minds to activate certain things so that they can you know buy certain products and whatever i'm not making it sound bad but i feel like it is that bad <laughs> I feel like it is that bad. Like I, oh, just it, it low key annoys me. <laughs> Advertising, because I'm just like, ugh, dude. The psychology. I mean, some of it is actually cool. Some of it actually is really cool. Like some of the logos and you know what they actually mean and how they came up with it like you, you can tell like that's that's art that's you know people really being creative and innovative and whatever that i appreciate but ugh, some of it is just it, it feels dirty <laughs> it feels absolutely dirty So I said I was going to mention um, the effects um, that I'd mentioned before as I was um, going through these incidents, um, but that I'm going to mention them again. So I'm going to do that right now, like more, I'm going to bullet, bullet point them for you in, you know, one thing instead of, you know, two here, one here, you know yeah so the effects of all this a person is unable to create close intimate relationships so you have a negatively skewed perception of your own worth and the goodness of others so basically you don't trust anyone and you don't trust yourself either so you can imagine what that does to your efforts and that's if you even make any to create um close intimate relationships there's also um overwhelming emotional reactions which can be triggered by day-to-day -day life and they are very draining very challenging so any words or similar situations that um sort of remind you of these incidents have 
or can trigger you so you know that's why um people are now encouraged more to give trigger warnings you know before you get into oh my goodness before you get into a certain topic you know you let you let people know that you know i will be bringing such things up so if such things trigger you it's better if you stay away um and then also implicit memories or body memories so the feelings of powerlessness of shame of guilt and vulnerability manifest in the form of physical sensations or flashbacks i did mention this earlier again i mentioned all of these earlier but i'm just now yeah listing them for you so yeah those are called body memories or implicit memories um there's personal narratives of abuse um so your life unfolds as a continuation of the abuse history it, it it's it has such an effect that it shapes the entire rest of your life so cementing ideas of blame of helplessness of shame um deep in your mind um so in therapy you would have to ask very important questions um you know difficult questions usually and sort of try to reframe your story and reshape the story and um you know sort of curate your own version of it where you end up in a place where you feel like you can move forward where you feel like you're um standing in your power where you feel like you are in control um and you feel free you're not you know in a prison of your own mind or your own feelings and your own behaviors um you're free and you are fully in control um there's also acting unconsciously on unconsciously buried abuse so buried memories um sort of again dictate how you interact with other people how you view yourself how you view your worth um and you know your your behavior as well when you are interacting with other people when you are in an intimate situation um that can very much be dictated by buried memories so they are buried but you know subconsciously it's still there it was never dealt with um so it will have some sort of effect and influence on all these things that i mentioned on your behaviors on your sense of worth um on your interactions with other people things like that um obviously professionally as well you might read the way your boss treats you in some sort of way or your colleagues um how they treat you in some sort of way all these things can be seen through this distorted lens you know um 
avoidance coping styles. So distancing yourself from other people, um, not wanting to actually get close um, to people. So on purpose, like purposely sabotaging relationships that you sort of begin because, you know, as people, we survive by, you know, interacting with other people we do need those relationships you know um romantic and non-romantic of course um but yeah when somebody who has been affected by this tries to you know make those connections along the way they will self-sabotage and you know find a way to ruin these connections that they make um you know they get involved in very risky behaviors or very self-sabotaging behaviors they isolate themselves um get into alcohol get into drugs um self-harm and you know just try to dissociate in any way from the pain um so those are the effects everybody so now i'm going to get into some definitions i probably should have done these in the beginning <laughs> but here we are um you can just go back and listen again if you if it sparks something that you heard earlier and maybe needed a proper definition of so um first is traumatic sexualization so sex is used as a manipulation so sex in exchange for affection sex in exchange for attention or for privileges or for gifts um Obviously, that builds some misconceptions about the person's sexuality and the importance of their body in relation to sex. Because um, in this way, they've been fetishized or parts of their body have been fetishized. So they, you know, their view of what sex is, what sexuality is, um, and their importance in relation to sex is quite distorted. Um, I mentioned earlier about difficulty building healthy relationships because there's confusion about sexual morality and a like misconceptions about what can be deemed appropriate behavior. Um, I mean, you can imagine how some girls will be labeled forward. Um, or, or like, yeah, they'll be labeled forward because, um, you know, they don't really know what the correct behavior is quote-unquote correct behavior is or appropriate 
behavior behavior is because it's it's been messed up it's been messed up somebody violated their boundaries and you know invaded their private space and so for them what is appropriate and what is inappropriate is kind of blurred and unclear um they also usually associate sex with fear and powerlessness so they're forced because they've been forced to engage in sexual acts with violence and brutality and all of that that i've just explained is traumatic sexualization um which is of course what happens when somebody has been violated especially at a young age okay there's also some betrayal um so the sexual abuse for example if it's perpetuated by a family member or a trusted authority figure obviously this affects the person's ability to build and maintain healthy rela- relationships again that thing of trust that i spoke about earlier you can't trust anyone and you can't even trust yourself because um the people who or the person that was supposed to protect you to make you feel safe and you know help you build trust and all those things has ruined that has completely completely ruined that by violating you you know manipulating you um and you know just crossing the line and teaching you an unhealthy way to be um so the manipulation is done via affection so when someone is affectionate with you it for you that's distorted you you think they want something you know um and even like showing you love by abusing you like for you and your mind this is what love is supposed to be this is what affection means this is what love means this is what you know a healthy relationship is this is what someone who loves you does um and all of this is obviously very disruptive um but equally as disruptive and equally you know giving betrayal is the people who are unwilling to protect and believe a child if the child tells them like hey this is what's going on this is what's been happening and they choose not to believe the child that is equally disruptive it's equally damaging it's equally traumatic as the incident itself when the child is not believed and knows that this will just continue and nothing or no one believes me and nothing or no one is going to help me get out of this situation so i'm just going to stay in it just the situation is hopeless which is just heartbreaking 
So believe children, please. Believe kids. When they tell you something is going on, believe them. And I know that there are also people who, I mean, like the being with the first incident that I mentioned, how they <clears throat> made me agree to something that absolutely was not fucking true. But I mean, that was like to be a witness. So it's a little bit different, but still just as damaging. But, um, you know, just believe, just believe the child. Um, there's also powerlessness. So body, the person's body and personal space has been repeatedly violated. Um, you know, and I've heard people say, oh, why didn't you fight back? Oh, why didn't you say no? Why didn't you do this? Why didn't you do that? Um, cause they apparently know better, <laughs> you know, um, but having this happen and have it even worse, having it happen repeatedly leaves you feeling helpless. It teaches you that you are helpless in any given situation. Somebody can overpower you. Somebody can make you do something somebody can tell you to do something somebody can force you or manipulate you into doing something um you're trapped by fear and sometimes in some situations by dependency as well um there's stigmatization so obviously the shame the guilt um the responsibility for the abuse the pressure to keep these things a secret because as per usual, more often than not, the victim is the person who is interrogated and blamed and shamed as if it's their fault. Um, there is the understanding already in that person, just so you know, before you go fucking shame someone, um, there's the, uh, there's the understanding that the abuse is wrong. And then they beat themselves up for their own failure to stop it. So they do not need you and your silly opinion to go fucking make them feel worse about it. They already know it's wrong. It was done to them. They were there. So you, you don't need to go at it with that angle and just also just change your angle, change your angle. If that's how you see it, try to see it differently because that is just incorrect. Um, the reaction of disgust or blame from others after someone tells them about something like this happening. So all of this creates stigmatization and, you know, sort of discourages people from reporting or confronting, you know, 
and then it just remains a secret. Also, of course, religious views, cultural views, family views um, regarding sexuality and abuse also tend to reinforce the sense of being different or at fault for our own victimization. And usually, again, as I said earlier, the victim will be blamed and shamed um, and ostracized and, you know, isolated. Even though they are the victim and the perpetrator doesn't get the same energy at all. So it's very important to be supportive if you are this you know, if, if you know somebody who's had any of this happen to them, it's very important to be supportive and to reinforce the person's sense of worth and the fact that they survived this and they are not helpless or hopeless, um, that they can definitely work on it. Um, if you are the person, it's important to build a support structure, a support network of people you trust, um, of people you know have your back, um, of people who make you feel good about yourself, of people who are willing to be there for you and, you know, you know people who you can have healthy relationships with um they don't have to be romantic um and also it's very important to reinforce your own self-worth um you know teach yourself to expect better um create healthy boundaries and reinforce them and make sure that there definitely are consequences for crossing those boundaries and follow through with those consequences. Um, You know, and just be very vocal and out there and loud about what you want, what you expect, what you don't want, what you don't like. If you don't want something, say and be clear about it and don't give in don't give in don't start to feel helpless don't freeze um obviously easier said than done but you know keep these things in mind and keep reminding yourself so that which feels so ugly to say but should anything like that ever come up you are well equipped and you're well prepared self-defense lessons and actually i would say like martial arts stuff like you know crap maga um jujitsu things like that where you can actually really defend yourself you know i would say learn things like that always carry things in your bag so you can defend yourself um because apparently that's that's the world that we live in. Um, but as Piyuge, we shall rise above it. We shall hail. We shall step back into our power. We shall take control, take full 
control and that's it from me that's part two done um i hope you get something out of this and you heal and you take control um i've been coach Nomi. have a good one <laughs>